Welcome to What Day Is Today, where we tell you what day is... Today, that guy is Christian. And that is B. And then we coming... celebrate every day. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, we're coming at you with some <laughs> podcast gold, as I was just telling B, because we were getting into some inside baseball, and then we accidentally were spilling the gold. So, what are we getting into today, B? Speaking of gold, we're getting into ooh, Miner's Day. Ooh, ooh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Podcast gold. Podcast gold. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So Miner's Day. What, what, what else is there? Some other stuff. <laughs> it's also December 6th, if we hadn't said that. Uh, the last day of Hanukkah. National Gazpacho Day. National Microwave Oven Day, which those two go together great. National no, Pawnbrokers Day. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm, no, I'm positive. I'm not letting you get away with that shit. Gaspacho is famous for two things. Well, three things. Being Spanish slash pronounced stupidly. Gaspacho. <laughs> uh, the other thing is tomatoes. And then the last thing is totally not commensurate with microwaves. And what does that no. be? No. Gaspacho is known for two things. One being cold tomato soup, and two, <laughs> being bad because it's cold tomato soup, so you use the microwave oven to make it good tomato soup. It's famous for, for being needed. Damn it, <laughs> I need an editor. <laughs> Fuck. It's famous for needing to be heated up. <laughs> yeah. Which is well, what microwave ovens do great. Well, I have a surprising amount to say about both microwaves and gazpacho, uh, but, uh, but we're not done yet. We're not <laughs> done yet. Got... We're coming at you with podcast gold. National Pawnbrokers Day. National we're giving you ten percent the value of this podcast gold. <laughs> National put your own put on your own shoes day and Saint Nicholas Day. Oh baby, oh baby, December sixth. <laughs> All right, well, uh, where, where, where do you want to start today, man? Are we just, like, randomly picking from the list, which is what we seem to have done, rather than going in order? Yeah, I don't know why I went in that order. <laughs> it was kind of confusing. Okay, really fuck cold tomato up. soup. There, I said it. I'm sick of it. Yeah, because is terrible. Cold tomato soup seems like something that a kid would come up with in, while they're in the kitchen. Yeah, and you know what we say about them while they're in the kitchen? Kids, stay out of the kitchen. Yeah, you stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> stay kids. out of the kitchen, kids, with your cold tomato soup, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that got aggressive. Well, well, they make fucking cold tomato soup, and everyone knows tomato soup should be not cold. Not <laughs> that way. Everybody knows That's that. That's what everybody knows. Top 10 <laughs> things every, everybody knows. Number three, soup shouldn't be cold when it's tomato y. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Kids. And then there are nine other things which we will tell you over the years in this podcast. We just need to remember <laughs> that that was number three. <laughs> <laughs> number three of things everyone knows, except for yeah, kids. Yeah, things everyone knows, except kids. They need to stay out of the kitchen. <laughs> They're known for their taste for cold tomato soup <laughs> <laughs> and not knowing when they should get out of the damn kitchen. <laughs> yeah, speaking of miners. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. Fuck cold tomato soup. We're talking about gazpacho. <laughs> gazpacho? <laughs> okay, uh, what do you know about gazpacho? I told you two things that I know about gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold right. tomato soup and needs to be heated up. 
All right, so I actually did a lot more research than usual, by which I mean I did 20 Some... minutes of research on <laughs> gazpacho, which is actually, you know, that's more about gazpacho than I ever care to know because I've tasted it and it tastes terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I tasted it once and I'm like, I'm done learning about this. So I, I watched a bunch of videos about like the history of gazpacho, right? Or gazpacho. gazpacho. Uh, uh, yeah, that was like a big part of it is someone would be talking normally and then they'd be like, Oh, let's tell you about the history of gazpacho. <laughs> it was like ordering a croissant as opposed to ordering a croissant. Croissant. A croissant, which is what real Americans order. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they'd make a big deal out of saying gazpacho. And uh, the other thing was that they kept saying how it's got like a thousand years of history or more. Um, and then halfway through like two minute videos, they'd say in the 1600s, tomatoes and bell peppers were introduced from the new world, which means it does not not have thousands of years of history (laughs) as that was less than 500 years ago. (laughs) And it really grinds my gears. I mean, you don't know if the Native Americans were making gazpacho. I do, because they didn't have olives. Oh, shoot. Oh, man, that makes it even worse. It's cold tomato soup plus olives. Well, olive oil. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so gazpacho, like, primarily is uh, tomatoes, olive oil, garlic, and cucumber, and bell peppers, green bell peppers. It makes um, me really upset how bad it is with all those amazing things in it. Well, I mean, it might be good. I don't know. I haven't had it since I actually developed a palate, but but <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns that it sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, you know, the history of it was, oh, back through Spain and the Roman Empire, like, people would carry around olive oil, a mortar and pestle, uh, tomatoes and like you know a bunch of all uh well no sorry not to, not tomatoes specifically it was like <laughs> olive oil breadcrumbs and garlic and they were like boom gazpacho and it's like that's not what gazpacho is like <laughs> you can't be like hot dogs have a million years of history because they have wheat in them <laughs> and people have been eating wheat for a while and that's basically what they did. It was like, yeah, that's just a paste of like old bread, maybe garlic if they could find it, and olive oil if they had it. <laughs> to make it less old tasting. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's just like a paste of just a bunch of shit. Like, that's just like, hey, this is what you're getting, soldier. Like, wh- way to go sign it up. You're a hero. Um, and then there, were, uh, there was one that was like, it seemed like a marketing video where, of course, they had like, oh, the old-timey Spanish ranch, which had people who were clearly not Spanish, but were speaking, oh, I am from from Barcelona. I, I, I love gazpacho. Oh, mi corazón. Uh, they were really laying it on thick, even though it really didn't seem like they were particularly Spanish. Um, <laughs> oh, you hear, you hear that siren? I well, sure I got a real brief aside before I talk about gazpacho, about the sirens. It was... A very shooty, stabby week in New Orleans this week. Oh, man, a lot to be thankful for. 
Yeah, well, yeah, this last weekend, weekend, there were a bunch of shootings and stabbings. I heard, like, I was in the French Quarter on Friday, and I thought, and it really seems like I'm hearing a lot of gunshots, and there's, like, a million cops everywhere. And, like, people, people are like, oh, man, cops are around. Like, we should shoot more, which seemed interesting. And uh, I was talking to, uh, to Nat. I guess one of her friends was walking around during broad daylight, and got, she said, jumped. I was like, oh, like mugged. And she's like, yeah, 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 something like that. I was like, well, what happened? Well, she was carrying a bottle of wine, and a guy jumped out at her and grabbed her arm and pulled out a knife. And I was like, oh man, did he like steal her wallet? And she's like, no, he stabbed her through the hand and then ran away. <laughs> yeah. And then like, that was that. And I was like, man, what is... And after seeing, like, all, like hearing all these gunshots going off in the corner, I was like, what is going on? I, I, was, I, I had a sudden thought. I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember when Bayou Classic is. <laughs> so I looked it up. Yup. Fucking Bayou Classic. Classic Bayou Classic. There have been... Bayou Classic. Oh, boy. I was setting you up for that. Uh, Bayou Classic is a football game that is played between two historically black colleges here in the South. And they played at the Superdome every year. And it is the highest crime rate week, uh, weekend of, of new Orleans all year long. The second highest is high bar. (laughs) Yeah. And the second, it beats Mardi Gras. And the second highest one is essence fest, which is essence magazine is like black Cosmo. And they like bring in acts like, you know, Beyonce and Usher and, you know, like a bunch of great artists to come in. And then a bunch of people from all over the South come in and just like fucking wreck the town. It's interesting. Uh, The locals tend to leave town for both of those. And I'm talking like locals of all races. Even black people are like, yeah, fuck those people that come in for those two events. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh it, it imagine if there was like uh, an event that brought strictly. Oh, here we go. Uh, the gathering of the juggalos. Oh, uh, yeah. That brings pretty exclusively white people and it's awful and scary. <laughs> yes. So, so it, I don't know if it's a class thing or uh, just like likes to stab people in the hand festival, but like, yeah, there have been sirens like you wouldn't believe this last weekend. Oh, yeah, here I was thinking, like, man, people must be real stressed about seeing family. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a big part of it, too. But no, it turns out it's a uh, classic by you classic, man. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, the only thing worse than you classic is uh, this gazpacho marketing video I was talking about. <laughs> uh, no, there was one. one oh, 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 now I remember. So they were saying like that it had this rich history and that they were like, oh, it's all about sustainability, eating what's on hand, because in the summer, all those things are in uh, in in harvest season. So, you know, you just got like the recipe really came together because it was obvious because that's what we had on hand. And even like the farm workers would be lucky enough to taste this delicious Spanish dish that's so famous and delectable. I was like, yeah, or. Maybe it's they were getting paid like slave labor wages and they were like, I'm not buying food to feed you guys. 
at best you'll get what you pick <laughs> you know yeah. and we'll mash up all the stuff that's not good enough to bring to market yes and then just like give it to you in a paste form and also it's quicker to drink than it is to let you to have you eat so here it is it's in soup form pour it down your gullet and get back out yeah and get back to work exactly so gazpacho yeah. if you like gazpacho you support historic slavery <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so heat it up so that you don't look like you're bad. Yeah, heat it <laughs> up so, so you don't... can have good soup. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wonder if like it being heated up and having cucumber in it would be gross, but I don't know. Yeah. The world shall never know. Yeah, you know what also sucks and is basically the same thing? Bloody The Mary's. last day of Hanukkah? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same thing as gazpacho. Well, at least it's not chilies. <laughs> Name three ways that it isn't. Name three ways that Hanukkah isn't chilies? Yes. Number one, it has many Jewish customers. <laughs> that is one reason. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> uh, there are no candles in chilies, and Hanukkah is full of them. Chock full of them, in fact. <laughs> I don't have any research to back that, so I'll, I'll take it. What's number three in your top three reasons why Hanukkah isn't chilies? <laughs> um, it is open <laughs> eight days in a row and chilies isn't. Nice. Okay, I like it. That was the stupidest bit ever, and it's always dumb. <laughs> and it's always it's always dumb. But you know what? I'm the first one to formally pass. <laughs> name three ways something isn't chilies. <laughs> December 6th will always be known as the day that somebody finally passed the name three ways that isn't Chili's test. <laughs> I, I, I love that that's our stupidest bit, but it's my favorite. <laughs> Sabre and I talk about it constantly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll name three ways that isn't Chili's. Um, <laughs> well, uh, but, 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 wait, wait, you said uh, something was something, then I totally ruined it. <laughs> Gazpacho is basically Bloody Mary, which those are also gross. Alright, yeah, uh, yeah. BH juice and lots of vodka, that's a Bloody Mary. I hate it. Also, why do they put hot sauce in it and, like, half a salad? I hate it. It's stupid. Yeah, there's a, like, vodka distillery slash bar in Sacramento that they do a whole bunch of cool fun vodkas, and then they also do Bloody Marys because that's something that people like for some reason. And no, like, the garnishes for those are the most extravagant, stupid things I've ever seen. It's like a whole wing platter salad. <laughs> and like, yeah, just like, yeah. Wait. Oh, a chicken wing would be a whole. Oh, there were heated. quick ways to eat up leftover ideas or foods. <laughs> or, or soup. Or cold soup. Uh, yeah, microwaves. I did research. What do you know about microwaves so that I can blow the tits off of everyone with my vast microwave knowledge compared to you? <laughs> um, they have insane transformers in them. And I'm not talking about, like, the robots. I'm talking about in the boring electrical engineer way. <laughs> I was really hoping you would pause for longer so I could really give you the silence that deserved. Wow. <laughs> 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 well. Uh, and yeah, they use literal microwaves to excite the water molecules inside food and 
they move around real quick and well but but how do they so the thing that wasn't entirely clear to me was how does it produce those wavelengths um i could totally be wrong about this and talk out of my butt but i'm gonna do it because that always gets a laugh right yeah yeah okay what are you doing clicking around that's my job (laughs) yeah um so just off the top of my head i haven't done much research into how they actually work Um, unlike i believe that they use uh, transformers with like crazy high turn rates in the coils uh, mm-hmm. to produce electromagnetic uh, fields that basically push matter around real quick and tight. Well, what what else are they going to push around if not matter? <laughs> Literally nothing else. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Got you with a nerd point. <laughs> That's why I said matter. I can. That's the most vague you can possibly be when you're pushing <laughs> stuff. It does things to matter. Yeah. Um, tell tell right. me about your stuff you learned. All right. Turns out the first microwave as we know it, and at first I thought this was an urban legend, but I actually did a deep dive on it, which really surprised me that I did that much research. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the guy's name because it's boring and I don't rem- remember. But it was created for the purpose of microwaving rats and hamsters back to life. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, I thought I it was bullshit, too. One. Oh, baby, yeah, I did some digging. All right, so the story you'll read most places is that uh, there was some guy uh, during, like, World War II time frame when they, were, when they had, like, first invented radar... Um, as a like form of tracking stuff, um, where the machinery, this radar machine, like shoots out essentially microwaves, uh, and it will reflect off of stuff, and then you track the echo, and based off of how long it took to echo and like all that sort of stuff, you find out where something is, and he noticed. In his back pocket, he had a chocolate bar, and that chocolate bar was partially melted and cooked. Uh, and not just because he sat in it, uh, which kind of stands to reason that it also partially cooked him a little bit, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, ah, rub some dirt in it, you know? <laughs> in, your, in your partially cooked interior. Like the freaking Curies that did all the like research on gamma radiation and ended up dying from intense radiation sickness. Oh, man, that's hella ironic and great. <laughs> Awful. Hey, if, if the Curies are so smart, how come they're dead? <laughs> oh, my God. What, they think they're big shots and <laughs> fucking makes still a good dead? Point. <laughs> yeah, unlike the Curies, obviously. They didn't do anything worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, oh, what? Where was like the are the Curies like grandchildren going to be pissed at me? No, because they couldn't have any because they microwave their balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, nobody's offended for them. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad today isn't like respect scientists day. <laughs> oh baby, that's my favorite holiday to disrespect. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, tell so- me about this. Totally not sat on melted chocolate okay. bar. <laughs> so the, the totally not sat on chocolate bar, he was like, hey, I had an idea because like that cooked stuff, maybe you could like make a consumer product out of it. And then 20 years later, 
some totally different guy invented the commercial. Well, actually, it was like 15 years later. Someone invented the commercial like kitchen use microwave, which was super expensive and like the size of a refrigerator. Um, And it wasn't until the late 60s that microwave ovens, as we know it, were developed and put out to be sold. Okay. So that's the story. Now, where the hamster rat thing comes in. (laughs) Yeah, we wind to a part with the hamsters and rats being Frankenstein. So in the 50s, uh, there was this thing going on where they were like, Checking the Walt Disney principle, basically, like I, I, I don't know if this is an urban legend or what the hell's going on with it, but uh, you know the whole idea that Walt Disney's like frozen somewhere. Oh yeah, and the best part of the conspiracy theory being the reason why they made the movie Frozen was so for SEO reasons. Where if you Google Disney Frozen, none of the conspiracies of him being frozen. Oh my god, up. I love that. I love that a lot. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so good. I hope it's true. I hope that that's actually <laughs> entirely possible that that's true. <laughs> it's and not, not impossible. Like the biggest Disney franchise of all time. And one of the worst. Frozen 2 was sick. The first one was, was it? I heard it was. Actually, I didn't even look into it because I hated the first one so much. No, the second one's awesome. The first one was terrible. Are you sure? I'm very sure. I've I will it watch it because I want to disagree with you hard. Yeah, it's it's real good. All right. Well, oh, uh, before we finish my story about hamsters, uh, since we're talking Disney for a second, uh, have you watched Defunct Land? Oh, he's so awesome. Did you watch his uh, Fast Pass? His oh, my God, that's what I was about to talk about. Holy shit. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe two hours of talking about the history of Fast Pass would be so unbelievably interesting and labor intensive on his part. Yeah. Yeah. That must have taken like months of research. shape land. <laughs> and yeah, shape land. Guys, I know and this is inside reveal. baseball. Yeah, I know this is inside baseball right now, but like you guys have to stop listening to whatever you're listening to unless it's this podcast. <laughs> And go watch Defunct Land on YouTube. His thing about fast passes, because oh man, it's gonna blow your socks off. His twist at the end about Shape Land is awesome. What, what, what's that? Sh- the twist? <laughs> you think Shape Land isn't a real park, but actually, uh oh, I don't remember oh, that part. Oh man, I don't want to ruin it, but also that's fine because nobody's gonna. Remember this an hour and a half well, into the you know, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Uh, he's like, you think this is just like all oh, hypothetical? My shape land that I came up with for this model, but yeah. actually, it's a real park. It's an animal kingdom over in Disney World, and these rides are the ones that are the most popular. And I triangle oh. ride is actually yeah. He did that. Okay, I remember that kind of. Because uh, I remember the transition to that, but I didn't remember the moment of transition because I think I was having intercourse. Oh, nice. During <laughs> no, watching no that. No wonder you loved it. You loved that video so much. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I think I, think I might have met a, a pretty high-quality woman that, first of all, enjoyed watching that like thoroughly with me and also you know, was so turned on by infotainment that she uh, was down for getting down. 
<laughs> the perfect woman. Dude, I can't I can't believe it. I was I was pretty 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 floored. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, so uh back to hamsters. <laughs> so, okay. Um rats, mice, hamsters, that sort of thing. Laboratory animals. Uh, they were doing the Walt Disney thing where they were freezing them and then and they wanted to reanimate them. Initially, what they had been doing was they would take a, like, heat it up with a fire spatula and just, like, stick it on. Like, they, they were like rocks, right? They're, like, <laughs> fully dead. They would just, like, smush it to their chest and, like, burn them and then that would start their heart and then they'd do it to their face and then burn their face. And then they just, oh like... God. Yeah, they just, like, burn the shit out of them with hot spatulas that's, and they're, like... That's way less funny than it sounded without the details. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's like, oh, haha, spatula. No, they're just, like, freaking burning the shit out of these things, right? Um, So, uh, oh, yeah, man. La- laboratory testing gets brutal. Like, have, have you seen the thing about uh, Anthony Fauci financing the uh, uh, the Beagles? No, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, man. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is the thing, the reason why you've been hearing less from Anthony Fauci and also the fact that people are like, all right, I've had enough of stuff. But, yeah. okay, uh, really, really quickly. This, <laughs> this one, as far as the research I've done, is pretty factual. Or at least it's a fact that it occurred. I don't know about the ties as, as closely as I know about the fact that it occurred. They took uh, beagles... And then they, like, put him in, like, a cage where their, like, head was sticking out. And, like, basically, like, tied him down. And then they cut out their, like, larynx, like, their voice boxes. So they couldn't make noise. Whoa. Well, I'd imagine that's potentially common in stuff that's about to be this gruesome. Then they took sandfly larvae and put it all over their face... And then waited for it to hatch, and then the sandflies ate their faces off. There's two of them. Yeah. And the reason they cut out their vocal cords... Yeah, the reason they cut out their vocal cords was because, you know, you don't want to hear them making noise while that's happening, because that would be disturbing. What research was this for? Who the hell knows? But, oh, man, people weren't happy when they found out that Fauci had anything to do with that one. Yeah, no kidding. Because what, what could they to... possibly be researching oh. for that? I'm not happy to hear about it in general. That's awful. Yeah. Hey, man, that's, that's, that's somebody's hero. There's children's yeah. book about, books about that man. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit, I bummed you out, man. <laughs> that's such a bummer. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You know the trope, don't kill the dog in the movie unless you want people to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's usually put different than that. But. Well, so that's one of the funny things to me is that, like, people were there. There, there's a certain people of a certain political persuasion that were like, "This man is incredible. Let's buy books for children with his face on it and put them in our nurseries, like those types, you know." And then they heard about like the beagle fly larvae ing, and they were like, "Maybe less of that." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't like him anymore. And that's what it took, not all the other stuff. Which it, it will get boring to get into, and I don't want to, and it's going to piss everybody else off. But we can all agree, that last one, that's a doozy. Yeah, no, nobody's on board with that one. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so they were they're burning the shit out of hamsters and rats to like thaw them, <laughs> which which is hilarious to me. That like at that point, put them in an oven, you know, <laughs> right? Or a microwave oven. Mm, okay, because it had been known that like microwaves heated stuff up. So this guy like constructed a box that was like basically made out of chicken wire. And then, like, at first they put a potato in it to make sure it would work, and they're like, hey, the potato's piping hot. And then they put these, like, frozen solid rats. And initially, with the spatula method, like, 10% of the rats would actually come back alive, which is insane, but they'd be very badly burnt. Oh. Which, that's crazy. But once they did the microwave method, it was all of them came back to life and were, like, totally cool. What? <laughs> That's insane. Yes. So microwaves were, as we know it, like the box of the microwave box was invented to reanimate frozen to death laboratory animals. And it worked. Unbelievable. How do so, we not how do we not hear more about this? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wild? Because I totally That's just incredible. made it up now. No, I'm kidding. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um yeah, so, okay, so that happened, and then the obvious thing you would think next is, like, well, if we could do it to those, we could do it to rabbits, and if we could do it to rabbits, we could do it to primates, if we could do it to primates, we could do it to people. Yeah. Uh, according to the guy who invented this method, who's, like, this old guy who was really excited to talk about it because nobody talks to him anymore, um, <laughs> he said, unfortunately, it only worked with, like, rodents. There's an issue with, like, you know getting enough microwaves in all at the same time, like to the center, you know, you get, you got to kind of like heat it all up at once. And, uh, it's like heating of small potato versus a big, pota- big potato or like a watermelon. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. Can't you make like a bigger microwave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't working with much funding at the time with his hot spatulas. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe, maybe if he had money, he could build a big enough microwave. I don't know, dude. I, th- I think you he would have he'd be swimming in money because he could threaten anybody with his piping hot spatula. Hey, give me funding. <laughs> no. How about now? Ah! <laughs> Quick, he's got hot spatulas. <laughs> give him money. Give him what he wants. Give, give the man what he wants. Yeah, he could rob a bank. He'd be like, <laughs> he's got you see this rat I'm holding? That could be you. Uh, are we doing it again? Uh, wait, what? Oh, crap. All right, we're back. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, that's enough about <laughs> microwaves. Also, man, if I were the head of a horrible, awful, scary, uh, you know, regime, and I'm not telling I'm not telling what the Chinese Communist Party to do, but as long as you've got slave labor concentration camps with organ harvesting and murder and scientific experiments going on, you may as well bring back the old uh, freeze people. frozen. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, army of zombie rats reanimated by microwave. Oh, there you go. Or uh, set them free is also an option. You know, choosy poison. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat, head of the Chinese Communist Party. 
who is obviously listening. And a totally legitimate government. All hail Xi Jinping, who looks nothing like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so... So I, I do have to say that from now on, all of my things that I explain that I'm not 100% confident in, I'm only going to explain electrical engineering stuff because you had nothing to say about the way that microwaves work, and you did not say anything about how I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, do you mean you're just going to make stuff up wildly? I might. I can do it now that I know that you won't call me out on it. Well, it's too boring to call you out on it. Well, no, no, no. I called you out on it. I, I made fun of the matter thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, man, dude, I suck at playing board games with people. <laughs> do you trash talk too much? And they're like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Well, okay. I, like, I, I was trying to explain it to someone earlier this week like i i got into dad's head in kentucky playing uh code names which is awesome i think we all yeah we all played code names yeah yeah i was talking pretty heavy trash wasn't i apparently yeah they were mad just that like they were around their prudish family and you were cousin (laughs) (laughs) well no you and i played code names with them oh yeah yeah we did that yeah, and wasn't I like, you know, you may not notice it as much, like it may not offend you like where it's memorable, but I talk pretty heavy garbage oh, like code names. All the time. You've, yeah. you've always talked trash and while playing board games. That's that's the game for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the game for me. Like if someone talks trash to me, I think I normally go like, all right, I'll get, you know, I'm, I'll get a good riff on you next time, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll be like, oh, damn, you know, like, oh, you got me or whatever. But I, I don't usually take it personal. Yeah. But do people just go less in on me than, like, they should? Or how does that work? Most people just don't talk that much trash generally. And it's lame <laughs> like well, so like if i'm playing time. basketball poorly like i'm still talking trash if i'm playing well i'm talking trash if i'm playing great i'm like i still talk trash but then i feel bad about it yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> anytime i play games with my buddy john specifically board games we'll talk trash back and forth and halfway through i remember every time because i forget every time like oh he's actually mad <laughs> yeah yeah, man, Dad was like, gonna talk, like choke me to death playing code. No, he like he talks trash like in a fun way, but then I realize like, oh, he's like actually talking trash. <laughs> oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like, what what would be the type of thing that he'd be saying? Oh shoot! Now you're gonna call me out on that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, man, the, uh, we we're talking about the last day of Hanukkah, where people will probably play board games. Anyway, yeah, continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head what kind of trash he talks, but he gets into it and he's serious. And like, is he like Mandark? He's like, this is why I'm the smartest. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's like the you're going down that kind of thing, but like actually kind of clever. Okay. But he gets like real into it. And oh, for I'm me, like, it's it's in this yeah. voice. I'm like, yeah, you dummy, you big dumb dummy. You know, it's that sort of thing. Like, oh, man, this is why your mother never loved you. And like, yeah. I'll say that to anybody. But I guess like some people's mother didn't love them and they get really offended by it. 
I'm like, oh no, that's what I'm sensitive about. <laughs> Specifically because I made her land on a hotel on Monopoly and she stopped loving me. <laughs> she smashed the board across the room. The pieces went flying. A hotel sh- shot off the wall and landed in her mouth and she choked to death. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> She said she was going to go out and get cigarettes to calm down. <laughs> she never came and she back. never came back. All the while, my sister stood over me saying, See, this is why you'll never be good at Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Just like what you're saying now, Christian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, uh, people, people don't like trash talk. But the people that do... It's real fun. Oh, dude, like, the whole point is, like, to have silly things happen in the game, and, like, the social dynamic is what's fun to me. Unfortunately, I'm not playing the social dynamic to win the social dynamic. I'm playing it to be chaotic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, man. See, you would love playing Warhammer. (laughs) Not because you actually love playing Warhammer, but that is the perfect place in, like, a nerd, like, comic book store kind of area to go in, play a game, and just be chaotic in, like, Dude, a I, clever way. I would love to play Mr. Like... Who was who the... What, what was the name of that dude's, like, big old tank with his, his uh, Imperium? His Bane Blade. Bane Blade. Yeah, he had a big old tank model. And he was just like... Oh, man, he was friggin' jiggling like, with anticipation. Yeah, maniacally laughing. <laughs> Yeah, he he was like Weevil from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, that's right. We're going nerdy for a second. He's like Weevil from Yu-Gi-Oh being like, Yugi, you will never defeat my Bane Blade. Uh, really, really losing his mind about it. And B was accidentally winning, and this guy could not take it. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, so yeah. I would love to beat him with like an orc army, which all you need to know is that it's all based off a dice roll and like everything like they're not supposed to win. They're supposed to lose in like weird fashion, but they could accidentally win in the goofiest ways possible. And I would love to beat that nerd with that shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man, you you need to play some of that game specifically just so that we can go be trolls to nerds like myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that would be the most fun game ever if I were to meet a stranger while playing, which happens all the time. Yeah. But him end up being like weird in a unique way and not weird in a nerd way. <laughs> okay. Like, talking a whole bunch of trash, doing the kind of stuff that you do in board games, like swapping forks on a first date kind of weird. Oh, dude, I explained that story to Sabra and we were talking. I I used it in an example of she there was something I was watching where she's like, that's gaslighting. And I said, uh, it's bad and it's psychological manipulation, but it's not gaslighting. I'll tell you what is gaslighting. Uh, And that's exactly what I like. I'll tell you what is gaslighting. Here's an example. Here's something I did to a woman. (laughs) Yeah. So listen to that old episode that was one of our old episodes that you explained that story on. Uh, well, I explained the, the switching fork story, but did I explain what gaslighting is? I mean, you can. <laughs> All right, very short short version. Ga- uh, like Gaslight or Gaslight, I think it was called Gaslight or The Gaslight. It was a movie, uh, like film noir, and there was this like gas lamp on uh, uh, the front porch. And this guy was basically like psychologically torturing his wife and a... A uh, physical manifestation of that was when he, uh, she'd be like, oh, I, I swear I turned the, the gas lamp off. 
And he's like, no, you didn't, you strumpet, <laughs> you harlot. You never turned it off. And then he'd be like, look, and he'd point at it, and it's still on. And she'd be like, ah. Uh, because <laughs> he would keep turning it back Hollywood. on. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it would zoom in on his face, she'd be like, ah. <laughs> it's like a Twilight Zone episode. Um, so that's what gaslighting is, is saying, like, hey, that thing that's totally the case, and you think that, like, you're like, I'm not crazy. Well, you know what? You're crazy. And you're stupid, and you never get things right, and you're wrong, even though they're totally right, and you know it, and you're just like, you're always stupid, and you're always wrong, and you're wrong about this, even though you're right about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that to a woman once, because I was bored. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> it, was, it, it was short It was actually harmless. Yeah, yeah it was, it was harmless actually and harmless and fun. Yeah, everyone is one switched salad fork away from a complete mental breakdown. <laughs> so you just have to ask yourself, what's my switched salad fork? <laughs> You're not crazy. Maybe he just switched your salad fork with his. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, that you know, that's the last day of Hanukkah. Uh, yeah, if you want to listen to what Hanukkah's actually about, listen to last episode, November 29th. Yeah, hey, yeah, we, we just talked about the last day of Hanukkah for the last ten minutes. And, <laughs> and if you think that we didn't, we did. Then you're wrong. Burner! <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, uh, let's see, what about, uh, you know, miners? That seems like a shitty job. Yeah, as long as they're out of the kitchen, I'm okay with them. <laughs> <laughs> we we need to retire Miners. some of these bits. Stay out of the kitchen. Miners, stay, miners stay out of the kitchen. Moving on. <laughs> I love how we have like one or two every week when we have a bunch that are like, I don't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like this is one of those ones like Paratroopers Day, where the more we talk about it, the more we'll be like, wow, yeah, they, these people straight up deserve to be celebrated way more than they are. Yeah, also, they're kind of dumb for doing that job at this day and age, you know what I mean? Like, crawling hands, well, like, like you, you've been to those tourist traps that are about, like, mines and all that stuff, like coal miners oh, yeah. and uh, gold, where they had to, like, crawl on their belly for, like, a mile or two miles underground just to get to work, and then they'd have to do the same thing out, and that would take, like, an hour. Uh, hours each way. It's just like, man, that's a shit job. But if you're signing up for that shit, you better be getting paid for it. Yeah, and yeah, they like, ain't. it's such a necessary job too. Like, yeah, this is a downer. We're we're moving on, man. No, wait, hold on, <laughs> miners. Thank you, thank you for doing what you're doing. You're obviously not listening to our podcast, but if you are, you guys are awesome. You deserve respect. Now let's talk about pawnbrokers who don't deserve respect. You'd better leave that dead air in. What are we doing? <laughs> giving people respect? Uh, <laughs> oh, also, speaking of giving respect, uh, thank you, one guy from Germany, from Stralen. I yeah. hope I said that right. I hope you get your schnitzel grubend. Um you listen to our podcast more than anybody else, even more than me, which is pretty wild. <laughs> uh, 
He sets a high bar. Yeah, he set a high <laughs> bar. So yeah, send us an email and we'll get your snits, snits and grubin or whatever they yeah. said in that movie. Yeah, send us an email at what day is today podcast at gmail.com and we'll what gr- snits and your grubin? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get your what? snits and grubin. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, b- 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 oh, it, um, have you checked our email in like a while? Oh, yeah, yeah. All we get is people being like, Hey, I made this website where people can collaborate on podcasts, and I'm like, No, thank you. Oh, well, all right, yeah, fans, get in our, get in our inbox. Yeah. Um, send us some emails, it doesn't matter what it's about, just send us some emails, yeah, just yeah, send us some just weird shit. We'll totally yeah, and we'll talk, talk about, about it. Weird on shit. Air. Yeah, we'll talk about your weird shit. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk pawnbrokers. Uh, pawnbrokers are kind of scummy, and I don't understand why, th- how there could possibly be so many pawn shops. Yeah, I mean, I I got the best deal ever on a base at a pawn shop because they had no idea what they had. Oh, really? Normally, like pawn shops, because they can, they just Google that shit. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Normally, their prices are like basically retail. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I got a like twelve hundred dollar base for like four fifty, five hundred. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well, like double. Is it is it twelve twelve fifty for it for it used normally? Yeah, yeah, it's twelve used normally, and yeah, I got it for four fifty or five hundred. How much is that base brand new? Uh, or is it like a legacy anymore. thing? Yeah, uh, they they last made it in the nineties. Oh, uh, what what makes it so like desirable? Um, I think it's back when like Epiphone was still good. I mean, they've been they've gotten good since then again, finally. But like, okay, people just really like these. They're, it's like a semi-hollow bass. It's got a real classic sound. I love it a lot. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So hey, you know what? Pawnbrokers deserve respect. Boo. Take advantage <laughs> of pawnbrokers at any chance, like me. <laughs> yeah, also, go throw a rock in a hole and hope it hits a miner. <laughs> no, don't do that. They deserve respect. <laughs> you sissy. Uh, oh, dude, I'm skipping St. Nicholas Day. Well, okay, St. Nicholas Day, uh, it's about the proto version of Santa Claus, but you guys don't want to hear that shit. You want to hear about National Put On Your Own Shoes Day. Wait, hold on. Wait, let's quickly touch on St. Nicholas Day, and then you can uh, get your favorite one. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so pumped to talk about shoes. <laughs> nice I, like, pun. dude, I, I have, like, an obsession lately. I've watched literally, like, 800 hours of shoe content recently. Uh, so St. Nicholas, he was a dude from Turkey who was super, super, duper nice, and then they called him a saint, and now we have santa claus who is a coca-cola ad all right wait he was a guy who was really nice yeah super charitable dude who became a saint kind of like a mother Teresa type and oh dude i wonder if like mother Teresa is gonna become like a like a pepsi cola ad in the future <laughs> yeah and then be the icon of a holiday in the far future <laughs> Yeah, like National Put On Your Own Shoes Day, for example. Yeah, where she put on her own shoes onto unfortunate children's feet. Yeah, but talk to me about 
you're feeling on shoes. Are you pro or con shoes? <laughs> I'm wholeheartedly con shoes because I know you're pro shoes. Right, I named three reasons why you're con shoes, B. Shoes, they... Oh, man. I, I'm not a feet oh, guy. Oh, <laughs> bud, baby. Oh, bud. I, I, was, I was about to say, they cover your pretty feet. And I was like, ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Also, I'm not looking forward to hearing that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, wait. So, are you wearing shoes right now? I'm actually not. Oh, yeah. Neither am I. Even though I... No, I mean, I'm wearing three pairs of shoes right now. <laughs> That's how pro shoes I am. Of, yeah, there are three pairs of shoes that you're wearing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've gotten way more like over time, way more like, oh, why did why did we wear shoes inside so much growing up? Like, oh no, There's shorty Asian. I've been, yeah, I've been turning into a no shoes inside guy. You know, logically, it's totally the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it's just the more I've vacuumed. And like had to brush stuff off of my feet while walking around on hardwood floors. <laughs> well, I, I I do I do this little uh, grasshopper thing. Uh, sorry, cr- cricket legs, like cricket feet. Every time I get on the bed, yeah. <laughs> and yet I never sweep up my place. <laughs> you do it every day with your feet. And women still kiss me. <laughs> I don't know why. It proves that you don't need to sweep ever. No, no, take my advice. A man who's still single still never sweep. Uh, okay, so yeah, shoes maybe don't wear them inside, or uh, or do if you want to. It's I do in your house. Yeah, it's it's, it's your house. Um, except if it's not, and it's a you know Asian person telling you not to wear the shoes on the linoleum. Tell me, go to hell. Yeah, then put on two more pairs of shoes and walk around. Or, if you really want to get kicked out of their house, tell them to go back where they came from, and then you'll never be invited back and never have to worry about that issue ever again. Wow, that is (laughs) one way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, Dude, I know I want to talk about shoes, but like, oh, there was this thing on CNN, like right before Thanksgiving, that was like, ways to save on Thanksgiving and holiday expenses. Uh, as well as like, and but the main segment was, well, we know there aren't supply chain issues right now, but also it's really hard to get a turkey for some reason that has nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> turkey prices have gone up like as much as thirty percent. So, what are some potential ways we, you could save money? Uh, maybe invite less people to Thanksgiving was like one of the things that they recommended. <laughs> They were like, really, you know, simplify and realize that certain people may not need to come. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Whoa. Yeah, that was their solution to turkeys being more expensive. They're like, don't be mad at the government that's currently in power. Instead, fucking, your uncle's a piece of shit anyway. Yeah. Just, you know, fight amongst each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what dictators tell you to do. <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. <laughs> But it wasn't bad in a way that they were, like, yelling it. It was just like, they're like, oh, God, this is the best we could come up with. <laughs> I love that it's also, like, not a solution because the same amount of people are going to have food. They just won't be at your house. No, well, I think they were also saying, like, maybe they should eat alone by themselves anyway because they, 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 they're probably, like, 
MAGA people. <laughs> don't invite your MAGA uncle. Hope that they eat their slop alone over the, like, uh, frozen hot dogs over the sink. Like they over deserve. Their, over their Trump flag. <laughs> it was so goofy. Um, but I was thinking that would be a hilarious thing in, like, in a Fox News version of that. Well, Joe Biden's the worst, and he's directly responsible for turkeys being expensive. So maybe to cut down, invite less people, like, you know, the libs. Or you can tell that Chinese family you've been hanging out, instead of being, being uh, you know, a man that says what he means, just tell them to go back where they came from, and then they won't want to come anymore. <laughs> and then they'll go back to where they literally came from. Their house in America. In America. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> and then fix it all by saying the phrase, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Oh, my God. Who? I feel like there was someone who said that all the time in middle school and high school, and I can't remember who it was. It is the quickest way to make yourself hated even more than the bad thing that you just said. That I just said. <laughs> Go back where you came from. No, just in general, if you say something bad and then follow it up with just saying, it's a one-way ticket to being the worst person in the world. Oh, dude, if you want to really confuse people, tell a, like get mad at a white person in a grocery store line and tell them to go back where they came from. <laughs> Their brain explodes. They, they don't understand. <laughs> nice. Like, I, I also think that's a genius way of, like, causing chaos in public is, did you hear Dad's story about uh, the guy that sat next to him on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yeah, so this guy in his, like, 30s, uh, my, my, my dad's tall, so he, he, like, demands an aisle seat. So he's sitting in the aisle. And then my mom sits near him. She's sitting in the uh, uh, in, on the window seat. And so there's a seat between them and they're towards the back of the plane because my dad doesn't want to sit next to anybody, obviously, like nobody else does. Uh, well, this guy comes back and he passes a bunch of middle seats and he gives up trying to find an aisle, an aisle seat by the time he makes it to my dad. Decides to sit in between my mom and my dad, even though there's a bunch of other middle seats open. And my dad is irked by this, but whatever, you know, like we all would be like, damn, like having the baby sit next to you. So immediately, once the guy sits down, he like, according to my dad, knocks his arm off the armrest and claims his two armrests, which, to be fair, is the rules, the unspoken rules. Middle seat like, gets armrests. Yeah. Uh, and then said, hey, we're going to need to make some room here, bro, to my 70 year old father. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, who is old fashioned because he is the first half of that phrase, uh, <laughs> decides that he has been wronged and disrespected. How dare a youth call him bro? What an ultimate sign of disrespect. However, he was so confused by being called bro, he couldn't even like respond. If the guy had said, hey, Fuck you, Grandpa. My dad would have been like, fuck me. Fuck. Well, no, he would have been like, uh, other word than F, because those are terrible, you. Oh. <laughs> but since he hit him with a weird one, my dad had no idea how to respond and just kind of took it. So call old people bro and disrespect the young people and then immediately call them sir. Yeah, and then say, just saying. 
<laughs> yeah, just saying. All right, shoes, man. Let's talk shoes. All right, you're notorious for not talking about the holidays that you're actually excited about. <laughs> so I was at shoes. Dude, I've been thinking this whole time that I want to get to this point and then just cut the show off. <laughs> and then be like, oh, by the way, fuck libraries. <laughs> oh, not again. All right. Shoes. So, what's the most you've spent on a pair of shoes? Uh, most I've spent on a pair of shoes, probably, I don't know, like 80 bucks. I have discovered that that is not nearly enough that's like a fifth of what you need to spend on shoes to begin with my favorite shoes ever i spent four dollars on which shoes my rainbow boots (laughs) my like rainbow moon boots (laughs) (laughs) well which are they rainbow or moon (laughs) they're both do you remember those things oh my god that's two things per two dollars Right? Plus two shoes, so that's a thing per dollar. <laughs> Do you remember those things? They were like this oh, yeah. bright blue like platform boots that were like snow boots with big old rainbows on them. Oh, you mean they look exactly like what every woman under the age of 28 was wearing these days? Which are the fucking worst. Wait, what? <laughs> platform, big, clompy, stompy, stompy. Stupid dinosaur boots. I'm not familiar with this trend. Oh my god. Like, I almost, if Shorty wouldn't go on in a boring rant that's very much not as good as ours, I swear, and nothing like what we do. <laughs> yeah, our boring rants are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I wish I could, we could call her into the room and then just give her like 30 seconds of explaining what is fashionable for girls' shoes right now. I'm around them, like, every once in a while. Is she available right now? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, like, around, and her whole class is almost exclusively girls. And I'm around... Describe their shoes. While, and I've... Wait, hold on. Doesn't count while they're in dance class, because they can't wear them. Right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, I haven't paid much attention to anybody else around. <laughs> <the> <laughs> I'm the only old man. All right. My, uh... <laughs> You know how when you either buy a new car or are looking at getting a new car, you notice that car everywhere? Oh, yeah. And you never used to notice? Right. Oh. It's like a Nissan Kicks. I didn't want one, but I saw one one day. And I'm like, what is that? What a stupid name. And then I suddenly saw Nissan Kicks everywhere. This is... Wait, it's... <laughs> It's it's is that the kicks. car you own? No, no, I have a, a need. It's called Rogue a kicks falling apart. Yeah, it's called a kicks. Now you're gonna see them everywhere, and they're gonna make you so mad. <laughs> yeah, I I want to know what the medallion looks like on the back. They're just showing the front of these kicks. I want to see the kicks. Bo- I want to see the boot of these kicks, as the yeah, British yeah, would say. Speaking of put on your own shoes day, let's talk about these kicks. <laughs> Also, also, I can't like it, it, it's a trunk, you limey bastards. <laughs> Ain't that like right, being, guy from Germany? How do you like being derailed <laughs> entirely from the thing you wanted to talk about on Put Your Own Shoes Day? 
Oh my god, I, dude, it, it works like a charm. I've been massively derailed. Uh, all right, so girls these days wear clompy, stompy, like two inch platform shoes with mom jeans, and they often show their midriffs. Like, I am okay with one of those three things. <laughs> pick, pick a lane. Pick a lane, dude. Okay. Also, all these fucking idiots that are like nonconformists are wearing Doc Martens, and those are dog shit, awful boots for the price. They're like two hundred dollars, and they're made out of garbage leather. They don't even have a shank, and they're pieces of shit. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even have a midsole, really. It's mostly like fiber board. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, yeah I don't like those. <laughs> right, do, do do you know what a do you know what a shank is? That's the uh, that's the uh, it's, it's a heel part, right? Sort of. No, <laughs> it's 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 part of the shoe. Ding ding ding. Good job. Uh, well, but yeah, but specifically like where the base of the shoe meets the heel. Um, oh, I'd like to shank that guy that just rolled by. Um. It's uh, like a lot of people nowadays in New Orleans. <laughs> a lot of that going around. Stab them right through the hand. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if this is where the term prison term of a shank came from. Um, it's the part of the of a boot where on a man's boot it's healed. So like the heel is raised and then the ball of your foot touches the ground, but there's like space in between in the arch that does not touch the ground. Oh, okay. So yeah, it has nothing to do with the heel. <laughs> Uh, well, it's the part that, like, goes from the heel, and then it, like, stops before the part where your foot hits the ground. And it's either made of metal, uh, leather in the case of firefighting boots, so that it doesn't, like, get really hot and burn your foot off, uh, or, uh, or wood. Uh, and the whole purpose is it keeps that point in your foot that doesn't touch the ground from collapsing and touching the ground. And that's why when when you take a pair of boots and do the test that mom does, which is how comfortable are these shoes going to be? And then they fold the shit out of them. You know what I mean? They got to be bendy, bro. Yeah. Mom says they got to be bendy. Yeah, it's got to be bendy. Wait, did she tell you about that with her shoe thing? Oh, I've known that for years. That's like her thing is bending shoes to make sure that they're bendy enough. Turns out mom's been wrong this whole time. (laughs) They got to have shanks in them. Got the it. reason well, that they're bendy is they left out the shanks. Yes. Yeah, you can bend Doc Martens in half because they're shit boots. You need a shank. Otherwise, your foot, like, foot, the middle of your foot smushes to the ground. You don't want that in boots. Now, if you've got, like, you know, athletic shoes, like, yeah, bend the shit out of them, whatever. Yeah. Um, I've also discovered that uh, shoes, like, sneakers are... Mm-hmm. Um, heavily for morons. Like, okay. like the the marketing. Well, first of all, adult men don't wear fucking sneakers, especially with suits. Like, fuck off. I hate that. Ugh, I hate that trend so much. Yeah. If, if you're gonna, gonna wear a suit, wear a suit. Shoes, yeah. If you're gonna put on your own shoes on put on your own shoes day, you better not be putting sneakers on with a suit. Or I, I will. I hate it. Personally, come slap you. Yeah, just, just, just like, just that's like putting on, uh, putting on tuxedo shoes with a basketball outfit. Just why? Just yeah, stop being an asshole. 
<laughs> do the thing, wear the uniform. <laughs> yeah, just wear the uniform for once. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Nike did a great job even tricking me into thinking that it's like, wow, there's all this incredible technology in these shoes. The incredible technology is their ability to mass produce stuff. It's not that it's actually a quality product. So when I, I listen to like, I've been watching like close to a thousand hours worth of like shoe content recently and stuff on like nice men's shoes. I, I really love like men's boots, especially dress boots. There's a guy who cuts them in half Rose Anvil on YouTube. And it's surprisingly interesting. Um, and you'll learn about all like the interiors of, of these boots um, and like the leather quality. Now, he cut it, cut in, uh, in half uh, some pairs of like Jordan ones and all that. Um, and it's interesting how much of like what's in that shoe is just garbage. And also, you kind of forget that they're made out of leather and not plastic, and that like it's just garbage leather. Um, but most of the sneakerhead channels, I watched some of those and like the history of iconic sneakers, and it's all marketing jargon. Yeah. Rather than actual technology, it's like, oh man, this shoe's got so much jumposity techno- tech. It's like, <laughs> what is it? They're like, it's the jumper riffer do, like that sets it apart. Yeah, you know, I have noticed that when it comes to sneaker marketing, is that it's all just like, I just looked up shoe shank because I wanted to see what you were talking about. Like, yeah. Physically, and one of the photos here is talking about the 1997 Nikes and they're talking about Air Foam Posit 1 yep. which is a nice name for cheap foams that's mass producible. Yeah, they they take cheap like the the technological inv- uh, innovation is on the production side, not on the output side. Like the thing that's technologically incredible is their ability to make a bajillion of these shoes and still be able to charge like $200 for them to the regular customer. It is impressive. Just not for the reason that you'd initially think. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. bone posits a great one. Like the Nike air max where they have like the air pocket. That didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Here's less stuff that we have to put in your shoe. <laughs> Yeah, here's a great example. Hey, you get, hey, you guys that played basketball in the early 2000s, do you still wear your shock shoes? Didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> columns of rubber. It's pretty incredible that like they get to sell. I mean, it's in a lot of industries. Oh, basically any hobby, you're going to have the like Air Jordans and the LeBrons and all that where like mm-hmm. this is the shoe that they totally wear so if you get it high school basketball player you'll feel like Jordan. I remember in high school uh Kyle Russell got the Hyper Dunks and it was a fact he could jump 2 inches higher. And like I don't know why Kyle Russell was so um influential but, like, everyone was like, I believe you, even though it was well known that he was not the sharp, sharpest tool in the shed at the time. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, my God, let's do the thing that he does with everything. Yeah. Yeah, like, half of the basketball players when I was in high school wore LeBron's. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it was like two or three. It was three years after me. So, yeah, it was all hyper dunks for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I like oh, the also, same thing in guitars and all that, because like everybody wants the same guitar that Eddie Van Halen played or that Hendrix played or whatever, because then they get to feel like their guitar hero. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I suppose that makes sense. That, that's that's a good parallel. Um. Yeah. Oh, oh, I also found like, hey, little brief aside from my like shoe rant. Uh, apparently, Converse invented the first basketball shoe. Interesting. Even though they're terrible for basketball. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So that's the thing. If you're gonna use, uh, like, a dress Oxford boot for basketball, it's not gonna be so great. It's a better shoe for walking around. Um, due yeah. to like not only like outside of the look it's also that you can get them like resold and the uppers will last a long time all that sort of stuff yeah but uh walking around in crocs i will admit it's comfortable they just you know you're just gonna have to throw away four-fifths of the product by the time one-fifth of it wears out right <laughs> but you will do a better job with Converse All-Stars in a basketball game than you will with a pair of uh, Ferragamo loafers, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, true. And I guess it really is the first basketball shoe because of all the BS marketing. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Like, the marketing saying that Converse are great for basketball. <laughs> look you'll play so much better with these shoes that are not that good for what you're using them for <laughs> oh they're, they're so bad for basketball but they are better than probably the other shoes that were available at the time yeah or you know basically like working out and all that could you imagine going like oh man I'm gonna go for a jog like <laughs> I'm gonna strap on my wingtips <laughs> yeah I've I'll tried it fly down the street not fun. yeah I've had to run in dress shoes on multiple occasions my yellow boots weren't so bad yeah. um Okay, so uh, I spent twelve hundred dollars on two pairs of like two pairs of shoes. Okay, okay, so it's not on one pair of shoes. That's significantly better. Well, I've also been like getting into quality male apparel recently. I haven't been buying it. Like, I'll buy like coats and stuff on eBay that are very expensive for like thirty bucks. I also bought a $2,000 pair of, like, Ferragamo Oxblood uh, uh, Shell Cordovan shoes, which Shell Cordovan is genuine horse-ass membrane. Like, it's not a leather exactly. It's like a membrane, and it's weird. Look up Shell Cordovan. It's really great to have shoes made out of. It's, like, bulletproof. Um, And it doesn't, like... For all you rappers that are worried about your shoes creasing... First of all, get a better quality leather. Second of all, get Shell Cordovan because it doesn't crease. It like it's wavy. Huh. Oh, you know, actually, I wonder if they have Shell Cordovan Nikes. Really expensive. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely super into like nice quality men's fashion stuff. But yeah, I, I generally will not spend much on it because I'll just get it used. Oh, these are actually sick looking. And they came out for the first time in 2019. Oh, interesting. Wait, okay, so sorry. Say that uh, last part one more time. 
that I've been also, I mean, I've always kind of been into men's fashion stuff. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super into like high quality men's fashion, but I will not spend high quality men's fashion money on it. I'll just get it used, which is interesting because it does not hold its value whatsoever because nobody wants high quality goods on the used market except for me. That's true. Although I have found that for like, when it comes to like shoe nerds, not sneaker nerds, shoe nerds, uh, these shoes I just bought for, you know, basically like $600 a piece. Mm-hmm. I can sell back for like 500 bucks used like two years from now, which makes no oh. sense to me. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. We're, we're not used to buying things that hold their value. Well, <laughs> Yeah, there so like Alan Edmonds is like the first step into that world. I don't like him cuz I found like uh, I went deep dive, bro. Uh yeah. American style like dress shoes are really like clumpy. They're like wider. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. So, do you know what a last is? I don't. Okay. So, all shoes are lasted, including like Nike's. So a last is a like, imagine a block of wood and then you carve it down to like the shape of a foot and you take the leather that you stitch together and you put it over that wood block that's shaped like a foot and then you like nail it down or use some sort of adhesive in the case of Nikes onto that wood foot. And if you leave it there for a while, it'll hold its shape. Do I have to reconnect? Uh, I don't think so. I think we're good. No, we're not good. Yeah. What was the last thing you heard? Okay, are are we good? Yeah, what was the last thing you heard? Okay. Um, about lasting and uh, it's going to hold its shape was the last thing. Okay. Oh, perfect, because that's where I ended. All right, so it holds its shape, and um, then you put... That's the upper, and then you put, like, the midsole and the outsole on it, which the outsole is the part that touches the ground, midsole is, like, the stuff that your foot is on that's beneath, like, the outer portion of the shoe. Yeah. Um, so that's what a last is. Um, Higher-quality shoes are, like, lasted better, and if you notice... Like American shoes, like Allen Edmonds, for example, aren't lasted really like tight, um, so they look less elegant, and they also feel like they like hug your foot less. Mm-hmm. I like a shoe that's like really tightly lasted. I like one that's like just like hugging my foot, um, especially around the midsection. If you drop a pencil on the side, it'll like you'll see like a big wiggly dip on the side, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's a good shoe. Yeah, yeah, you want a shoe that lasts longer. Yeah, get lasted. Well, anyway, do you have any closing remarks about shoes? Uh, I think it's... I was going to say I think it's crazy that you spent so much on shoes, but like 600 for one pair sounds like the right amount to spend for a thing that you really care about, you know? I'm so pumped about these shoes that are almost here. Like, I can't even freaking believe it. Uh, also, it seemed like a ton of money to me. I'd spent $300 on a pair of shoes like seven years ago, but I wore them basically every day. They were my favorite thing. And I had them like resold at a cobbler like 20 times. So yeah. 
they were they got their money's worth and I actually spent less money on those better quality shoes than I would have spending eighty dollars on a pair of shoes. I would have had to buy like fifteen pairs of shoes in that time at least. Maybe actually twenty if those those wore through that much. Right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So two thousand dollars worth of shoes versus actually only spending like, you know, probably eight hundred dollars over the course of the life of those shoes. I think you need to make some shoes. I think you need to learn how to do it. Document your journey on TikTok or YouTube or whatever and make some shoes. I've been meaning to do that and I wanted to mention it, but uh, I can tell we are getting to the end of this podcast. You heard it here first. He's going to do it. Follow him on social media. He's going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but before you do that, join us next week, December 13th for National Hot Cacao Day. Not even hot cacao, just regular cocoa day. Oh, well, use your knowledge from micro National Microwave Ovens you learned today to heat that shit up. Uh, and then National Violin Day's happening and two other things. Pick a pathologist pal day and green Monday. Monday. As we say every week. Apparently nothing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>